What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Marvel Unagi with Ross. How you doing, buddy? What's up? I am great. It is February. My birthday was this past week. Dude, happy birthday. Thanks, man. Not not just personally, you know, trying to flaunt that I'm a little older, um, but I had a great week, great month. It feels like it's been a long time. I know we talked last month, Unagi, but it feels like it's been a long time. Um you know, I'm missing. I'm missing some a weekly comic book lair and pull box pals podcast this week. So it's kind of yeah. maybe, maybe made things drag a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard doing it every other week, but we'll see what see what we can do. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, and I'm happy that we're here, and I hope people are too, and they're ready to hear our crazy thoughts and theories on books. And movies and everything that's happened in the past month. Dude, there's some big Marvel stuff uh, this week. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on the Deadpool trailer. Well, honestly, what's funny is I didn't watch it. Like, so it, I think it was out before the Super Bowl even came out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't want to watch it because I wanted to see because exactly what they did in the Super Bowl is what they usually do. They'll show like a a shortened version, or they'll show like. Uh, another kind of commercial that they have that's like a 15 second clip, but then they're going to show a fuller clip online. So I wanted to see how they or what they put in for the Super Bowl to get people that are not me and you, Marvel people who are going to go see this. Yeah. They, to get like my dad or, uh, you know, a random fan who kind of likes Marvel but might not be a Deadpool fan to go watch this trailer and maybe see the movie. What'd you think? I loved it. I loved it. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I'm good. So excited for it. Um, you know, my dad asked me, he's like, how's Wolverine alive still? And I'm, you know, trying to explain to him that through time travel and multiversal travel, he's gone to different, you know, I guess, versions of Wolverine. And yeah. uh, I wonder what they're going to do in the movie as far as that goes. Are they going to, like, travel through the multiverse? Are they traveling through... Um, different timelines. Like you saw the TVA there. TVA is in there. It was a, definitely a weirder version of the TVA. It wasn't like what you remembered pre Loki season two. Right. And I don't know if maybe this is the TVA now because of what Loki did, or if, is this a variant TVA? Like, is this a TVA from a different universe? Like that they travel but the multiverse, they, but they couldn't, right? Because the TVA is the TVA. It's outside of all that. Well, again, we don't know. Like, I, I've still, I'm still a little uh, confused as because Kang created the TVA, or He Who Remains created the TVA to protect this sacred timeline. So there are other variants of him on other timelines. So could other variants of him created a TVA in a different multiverse to try to protect their own timeline? Hmm. Like, if that makes any sense, it's like, it's weird because I don't know. I have no idea what they're going to do. And then in the trailer, the fact that they had that comic book laying next to him when Wolverine was standing over him. and uh, you I know, would sh- not have even noticed it. The shadow of it. You want to know what? I didn't notice it at first either. And then I saw people commenting like, this, this Secret Wars number five book from 2015 or whatever is... Like popping up in this, I'm like, how does that? Ha- how does that relate to this to this movie? Like, in in what aspect? So I know that you went back and I went back and we reread that book. Um, I don't know if you want to jump around and jump into that because it kind of relates to this, and then sure. we can come back. So I reread it just as a standalone, forgetting the event. I totally forget how Battle World really um, 
ended. So I kind of just went in thinking, let me read this comic book and see what I could take from it and what I know Deadpool's kind of pushing towards and maybe make some um, assumptions or predictions where at the end of that Secret Wars issue, number five, um, at the beginning of it, actually, you find out that Doctor Strange is dead. He sacrificed himself to uh, save a handful of people that he deemed probably the only people who could defeat God Emperor Doom. Mm-hmm. And when they show you who the people he saved at the end, I wonder if any of these people are going to appear in this Deadpool movie as cameos, because we've heard all these rumors of is Captain America showing up, but not I mean, is uh, Chris Evans showing up, but not as Captain America as the Human Torch and Deadpool's going to be like talking about how he's traveling through all these different universes. Is Thanos going to show up? Is is Mr. Fantastic going to show up? Um, these were all characters that were saved. Is Black Panther going to show Is a version of... These were characters that were saved in the end of that Secret Wars book, if I recall. I can't remember exactly who was, but I'm pretty sure it was Reed Richards. I'm pretty sure it was Thanos um, and, and just a bunch of others that would be interesting if they use that as the kind of like, wink, wink, these guys are going to show up in the Deadpool movie, even for a split second. Yeah. There was quite a bit, the list at the end of that issue, I forgot. Right. That was the whole point. It was like one of those crazy things where they showed that. But I'm excited. Nonetheless, I'm I'm really excited. I know that it's going to be rated R. I know that my kids aren't going to be able to see it. I don't think my kids care at this point. Um, uh, You know, I'm trying to get them into the Marvel stuff, but uh, they're fixated. (laughs) My older son, all he wants to do is watch Hamilton. So and I'm like, (laughs) you're seven, you're seven years old and you're you're watching, you know, history. He got periodic uh table cards and he's been quizzing me on those i'm like can't you quiz me on like who who is the king of wakanda and (laughs) you know who is tony stark uh i don't (laughs) even know that the uh you know the atomic number for boron and argon um that's you know not i don't think as much fun for me as at at this point in my life i will say i'm i'm stoked if we get doom Oh, I mean, oh. I think that that's what this, that's where this would lead up to. Yeah. But I think that that's what they're going to, they're probably going to do a battle world secret wars um, with all that Kang, you know, dynasty stuff. I think, uh, you know, I don't know if it's pushed aside completely, but like, that's where I, that's where I, I'm thinking. Do you think there's anything about this kind of changing the scope and outlook of the MCU, kind of tightening it up a little bit and like getting rid of some of the multiverse stuff because it kind of seems like that's what's going on in this issue or this story, but I don't I know. I think that that's part of what Deadpool's doing. I think yeah. I honestly feel like Deadpool's going to go through, just like he did at the end of Deadpool 2, where he it's went back like and he, Deadpool, he killed Deadpool himself. Deadpool kills the MCU. Right, exactly. The like, universe. Deadpool resets the MCU. Like, yeah. he goes back yeah. and he's like, okay, this movie, like, imagine if he goes back to, like, uh, um, God, what was the movie with the, with the Celestials? What was the movie with the Celestials that nobody liked? Or, well, some people liked. That that everyone forgets. And, like, if he went back to the Secret Eternals? Days, Eternals, right. If he went back and he's like, this movie doesn't exist. And yeah. he just, like, rips up the script and throws it. That'd and he's be like, hilarious. Kind of, he's just kind of, like, telling you what, what we have to change, what doesn't exist. He's like, remember that show, She-Hulk? Yeah, well, you know, we'll scratch <laughs> that, too. Or, or this. <laughs> right, if all of a sudden he just starts, like, eliminating things and it just becomes that, okay, Deadpool has reset some things that we're just going to take out. <laughs> um, you can always I speculate. We, I wish we got more Wolverine in the trailer, though. You know what? But that's the thing. I I I thought that didn't 
and I could be wrong because I didn't rewatch the Super Bowl spot, but the Super Bowl spot showed him. Did it? Like, I it didn't showed actually him, see It showed him Bowl. in his yellow costume, like walking towards the camera. And that was it. And it said to go watch the full trailer, go online, but they didn't have that part as part of the trailer online. Oh, yeah. I didn't so see So that's why it was Super kind Bowl of like spot. interesting. Like, did they have this? They must have had two separate trailers. I mean, they always have like four or five trailers, you know, ready. But it's a matter of when they're releasing them, depending on like you know promotions and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I was I watched the whole Super Bowl waiting for that commercial and never saw it. It must have happened like at a bathroom break or something. Oh, for it was me. early, early first quarter. I think I missed it. Yeah, it might have even been before the game started. It might have been like they did the coin flip, and between the coin flip and the first play, I I, I remember seeing it so early on. And thinking like, oh man, there it is. Yeah, I never got to. So I, I watched the the YouTube one, but man, I'm stoked, dude. Yeah, I can't I know, wait. Huge Deadpool, Deadpool fan, with, man. <laughs> Deadpool with that toupee on at the beginning, dude. Oh, and and, uh, and, he, and all the people that he had brought back. Oh, so man. I mean, if you notice, like all the his X Force. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see Domino, and I didn't see. There was a couple other ones that I didn't see there, yeah. but I like that he brought back that guy who was just on the team as the guy. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Remember him? Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> he was like, I just want to be on the team. <laughs> he got on the team. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, dude. Uh, we still got so long for it, though. Yeah, but I'm excited. It gets me excited for MCU, and I think that it actually is going to, I think it's going to bring people back to, you know, we had so much fluff in the MCU in the past two years because it was so much content, but not as much um, depth in the content. Like the content yeah. was all like over the place. And I feel like with uh, the the third Guardians movie, um, with Loki season two, even Echo, Echo kind of like brings you back to, okay, we've got these street level things coming about. You know, you've got Hawkeye, you're going to have um, Daredevil, you're, you're going to bring this back to Earth. And then guard, um, uh, Guardians, Loki, and, and Echo, I feel like, are going to bring this in. And then Deadpool's going to come in and really, like, revitalize people's energy. Yeah. Because I think that the way Deadpool talks to the camera and, and does his pandering, I think, is going to really play the way that us as Marvel fans really wanted these movies to go over the past few years. Yeah. I can't be more, I couldn't be more excited, to be honest with you. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm wearing my Deadpool shirt. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be awesome. I, uh, I'm really, really excited for this year because, like, I think it was, was it yesterday or two days ago? The trailer dropped for the X-Men series too. Yeah. And again, another thing that I'm, I'm so stoked that they're bringing back because, I love X-Men and I love the X-Men books now, but growing up, that was, that was the show. I watched the Spider-Man cartoon and I watched the X-Men cartoon. And by the end of the X-Men cartoon, it kind of like lost a little bit of its stuff and it kind of like went away and you're just kind of like, eh, what's going on here? The kind of animation changed. Uh, but now, you know, 25 years later, it's really you know, now like baked with people like, you know, where they're like, oh man, I've, I've really watched this over and over. I can't wait to see what they do. I wish they had gotten more original voices, but I mean, some of these people probably died. Some of these people yeah, probably retired yeah. and their voice probably doesn't sound the same. I mean, as we age, mm -hmm. our voice changes. So uh, my voice doesn't still... sound the same from the morning to night. So give these guys a break. 
Yeah, are you uh, are you as excited as I am for that X Men? I will show? be honest. I'm excited, but not remotely as close as I am sure you are excited. I haven't watched that original X Men animated series once in my entire life. Uh, really, but it looks rad. Yeah. Oh man, you got to go back. There's, you know, it's interesting that they brought like who they brought back. They brought back Morph. Morph was in the very first episode. He gets like they think killed and then he's uh you know find out he wasn't killed he was he was taken by mr sinister and like brainwashed into believing like the x-men were evil um if i remember that correctly probably not and if i'm saying it wrong and james uh at my uh comic shop androids if he hears this he will tell me i'm wrong um and i'm okay with that if i am wrong uh but it was so good the the whole phalanx um stuff and the phoenix saga and uh, the brotherhood of, of evil mutants and it was just the 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 time travel, the days of future past stuff. It was all awesome, and that got me really into X Men. And part of why I love X Men to this day is because of that stuff from you know my childhood. This is it, right? It's on, so I can watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah, hundred percent. It's going to be on Disney Plus, and it's uh, I think Five is it Y seven. Y seven. Right. So like kids can watch it too. So like my my son Mason can watch this, and I don't feel. That it's going to be bad language. I don't feel like it's going to be yeah. ultra violence. I mean, I'm sure some of the stuff he watches on YouTube is worse than this. <laughs> Dude. So even Y7 <laughs> for my five-year-old is going to be okay, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, yeah, it turns out I could probably do this. The seasons aren't too long. I was anticipating it being ridiculous, but... No, it's like 20, probably 20-minute 20 episodes. I think yeah. there's, there's 10 <clears throat> episodes. Um, and, they, they, you know, they've already said that... Oh, I, if you... Did you you watch the trailer? You saw when Gambit jumps on Wolverine's oh, back. Oh, that was he, the best and part, he, dude. And he charges his claws. Dude, <laughs> I was in. It's so funny, because awesome. Gambit's, Gambit's either love or hate. Oh, I People, love Gambit. Gambit, I love Gambit was Gambit. one of my favorite as a kid. And Every, know, I, he's everybody's favorite when they're a kid, but then you grow up and you're like, what is this guy who's throwing cards around? Like, get him out of here. I love well, the guy. Well, I, I, you know, I wonder if cards were just cheap because he's from like Louisiana and yeah. the gambling and the bayou and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, he could, what, what else is he supposed to throw around? Like, you know, they always say like, if you, you can throw cards, trick cards, like if you learn how to throw it, you can throw it like a weapon. And I tried. It, when I was a kid, I tried, man. I sat you there. You tried with, to fling, <laughs> fling cards to turn off a light switch. And you're like, come on, come on. And your parents walk in, they look at the floor. They're like, why are there 100 cards on the floor? You're like, I'm trying to be Gambit, Ma. Come you're on. Gonna, you're going to be really impressed when that light goes off, Ma. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm excited. Excited for the MCU. Excited for the, uh, the animated stuff. And, Let me um, ask you a side yeah. question on this. What? Is this Madame Web stuff? Is that a movie that's in? Oh, Madame right? Web. Madame Web. Sorry, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm like Madame Web, <laughs> like as if you got your web stuck in something. <laughs> um, Madame Web is ridiculous. So first of all, Madame Web was like what I remember of her. Obviously, she existed pre the uh, the Spider Man cartoon from the early '90s. But I remember her from the Spider Man cartoon from the early '90s, the same time frame as this X Men stuff. So like leeweighing into that is. She was like outside of space and time, and she was trying to help guide Peter Parker to his true destiny of where he should end up. I have no idea what this movie's doing. This movie is yeah. basically looks like they took like four different Spider Women and and some other spy, version of Spider Man. And uh, listen, the only the only Marvel movie I have yet to see is Morbius. I still haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, uh, maybe I won't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to ruin my. Uh, 
love for Matt Smith as a huge Doctor Who person, but I, I, I maybe, maybe I'll watch it. But Madam Web, I mean, it looked decent from the trailer. I, I just, I don't know. It got, I think, got nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I think that's on like the scale of like Geely and Glitter. Yeah. As far as like bad ratings, you know, it's like that Britney Spears movie. uh, You know, these movies that got like less than twenty percent Rotten Tomatoes. Like, you you got to do something wrong to do that. And I I don't understand if it's just because it's so bad as a, a Marvel type movie or is it really that bad of a movie plot holes, bad acting, bad CGI. Like, is it just the gamut of bad to the point where it almost <laughs> becomes good? Like that B list movie where you're just yeah, like, you yeah, gotta yeah. watch it. Yeah. One of my favorite movies, if not my, in my top five movies of all time is big trouble in little China. And that was panned when it came out, but I love all of it that it, it has just kind of doesn't flow right, but it just goes, and it's just like you just have to accept the premise. And yeah. I wonder what this is going to be like. So, uh, you know, when it comes out on, uh, you know, whatever streaming service it comes out on, I'll I'll probably watch it. But um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just couldn't believe I was seeing a Mar- like yeah Marvel related movie at nineteen percent. I'm like, what is going? I thought it was. On? I thought it was like a joke. I thought somebody no. posted that as like the oh man. Well, I feel bad for her. I um, I really, you know, I like Spider-Man. Um, I don't really read as much Spider-Man as I should, so I don't know if she's been utilized as much. I did start reading the new Ultimate Spider-Man, and I really love that. She is not in that. Um, I don't know if after this movie she'll be introduced into any Spider-Man books in the coming future. But, um, I, I, you know, I just, I, I hate to see a character that I remember growing up with through that cartoon I hate to see her go by the wayside now and then now this future generation or younger generation is going to see her as this joke of a character because she wasn't. And I I just think that uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Did you see (laughs) the um, the Deadpool trailer broke the record for the most views in a in a day or something like that for a trailer and didn't Loki do that previously? Was it? I, I think like when the Loki season two trailer dropped, it was the same. I don't know. I could be wrong, but all these Marvel tra- trailers do that. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. All the good ones do that. Right. And I, I think more people have been anticipating Deadpool than um, I think this and like Guardians 3 were the two most recent things that I can remember where people were just like in uber anticipation. Even Loki yeah. season two, we both loved it. But I think because season one had some mixed feelings from some people, it was kind of like not as hyped. So people, or I mean, not, not as hyped, but some people were like, okay, okay, I'll watch it. But, you know, I'm not getting my hopes up where it was like, oh man, I got to go see this. I wish that we had like Taylor Swift money and you could fly out and we could see Deadpool together. How fun would that be? Oh, dude, if I, I don't even need to have Taylor Swift money. I got to just That's have true. like, That's true. like, like, let me, let me take like Julian Edelman money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. just, I just have to have a couple million. <laughs> just a couple, dude. You know, you, wide receiver for the Patriots, won a couple Super Bowls. You got a couple million in the bank. I don't need 500 million. You can fly out here to see Deadpool yeah. with that money. Just right on, like, dude. Well, that's it. Uh, I'm excited for all that stuff, man. But what do you say we hop into some books? Yeah, man. Where do you want to start? We 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 seemingly have a Avengers heavy week in books again. Uh, Avengers heavy month in books again. But that's where all. The, all I mean, 
the good they're, writing they're between Jed McKay, Chip Zdarsky, and uh, J. Michael Straczynski, like three ridiculously amazing writers. Where where are we starting? Uh, let's go to Avengers 10, man. Oh, man. Well, you, the last time we talked, you hadn't read 9 yet. Yeah, and that was, dude, so good. But so, 10 gets wild. Oh, 10 is so wild. But how about, like, so let's just start with 9 and say just the ending. When they're all fighting, remember I was talking about this, and I didn't want to give away what happens at the end, yes. and you find out that Murden was really, like, he's playing a trick. He basically was, uh, you know, sleight of hand, where he's mm-hmm. saying... I'm going to have all my other people attack and you're going to look that way. And really I I'm over here doing the actual trick. And that was ending up in Kang's bedroom so that he could kill Kang while everybody else was distracted. Yeah. And then that's where book 10 opens up and you find him basically with Kang in Kang's hospital room. And he puts some kind of spell on Kang to kind of wake him out of his coma and challenge him. And you kind of realize that Kang is, you know, was trying to use the Avengers to have them help him find what was this missing, this missing piece, this missing thing. And I totally forgot about that because I'm pretty sure they mentioned that in the Timeless book from the end of 2022. Mm. And but that was I mean, that that was what a year over a year ago. Yeah, a a year and a half over a year ago. And so that, that I just totally spaced on that, that they're both of them are trying to achieve almost like this dominionhood, I guess, that they're like similar to what they're doing in the X-Men book where they're trying to get outside of space and time and they're trying to find this missing thing that, that they can like control the world or control time or just say they got this thing like a grail um, that it the was The missing there. moment. The missing moment. But, like, a- but you don't know what the moment is. I know. What the heck is that? <laughs> So, like, is it a moment in time that was erased? Is it a moment in time yeah. that, like, that that exists outside of time? Is it yeah. just like, I don't know, I don't know, man. But then he he erases because uh, the the tribulation events, you know, obviously when they had to fight the Impossible City and all of those guys, and then they had to fight Nightmare, and now they're fighting uh, the Twilight Court. Uh, you know, he removes Kang's uh, memories of all the tribulation events. So now he can't help the Avengers, which in turn would help himself. And now we're faced with what is going to happen with these remaining tribulation events without Kang's help. Yeah. Dude. And the way that oh, and the way that uh, they went to Nightmare. That's what I was so going like, to say next. Right. So what did you think of that? I loved it, dude. Where they're like. He's like, he was tricking him up front too because he he's nervous about the whole thing. Right. And you find out, like, why would you be doing this? Yeah. And because this is not our nightmare. This is your nightmare because the beginning of the nightmare shows everyone dead. Yeah. So if he has nobody alive to dream, he can't haunt their nightmares. It's like Freddy Krueger. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you take a person who haunts your dreams. Well, if there's no people alive, nobody's dreaming if everyone's dead so that's his fear that 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 the, one of these tribulation events is going to wipe out or maybe this moment or whatever happens is going to wipe out all of humanity and the nightmares nightmare is what it is like it's his nightmare dude first of all the artwork on nightmare in this was just fantastic. oh i love it i love it i i you know i forget who's who's doing the artwork in this let me just go back into the book i got the book in front of me cf villa 
Really good, dude. Yeah, so good. I mean, Jed Mc- and Jed McKay, he knows how to write. He tells these, like, interlock stories that they don't feel disjointed. You know, yeah. Nightmare was in the first of this Twilight Dreaming arc. And then we're – like, even – I think we talked about this, like, last time where I'm like, where's Nightmare? Like, if this is mm-hmm. Twilight Dreaming, is it supposed to be, like, more Nightmare? Like, they got are they going to bring him back? How? Like, what, what – and now finding out that the Nightmare that he brought about has to deal with the tribulation events that, like, that this is all, like, tied in. I was like, wow, that's that, – that was really good writing. Really it's just good nice to know that Jed McKay is tuning in to Marvel Unagi. Uh, listen, I, I – <laughs> Jed, if you're out there and you ever want to come on and you want to give us some more insight, yeah. more than welcome. <laughs> but this just continues to be one of my favorite reads, dude. Um, yeah, I know. Been, it's been wild fun. Ten issues in, and uh, and, and I'm still hooked. It's not it's not been stale, and um, I'm excited to see where they go from here. I really can't wait for issue 11, and I, I hope that McKay has got a long... Um, runway planned to for yeah. all of these like that there's at least four or five i think what is it i think there was seven tribulation events so like this is two so there's five more and they're each about five six issues each so you know i'm hoping this this run goes to like 30 40 books um i just you know maybe there'll be some new introduction of characters maybe he'll you know bring back some vintage avengers uh villains um you know, is Kang gonna now be against the Avengers? Because you know, he said he you had one like job. It. He said you had one job to do. Yeah. You had one job to do. You just had to do all these things I told you. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's like, you know, okay, I'm gonna have to do this myself. Now we're enemies again. <laughs> he okay? peaced out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he like he went like, Boop, and he like yeah. just disappeared in it. Yep. And they're like, uh, where'd Kang go? <laughs> yeah. Iron Man's like, uh, what now? <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So yeah. It's just crazy. I um, I'm glad that you're on it. I'm glad you're reading it. Between this and uh, we're not really going to get into Fantastic Four right now. They might be they might be my two favorite Marvel runs that have like for the length of the, them going. Like I, I'm Fantastic Four still to to the episode to the episode to the issue it's up to. I have found complete interest in. Um, but there are other books that we did read. If you want to hop along to a leader of the Avengers. Um, the seniorest of Avengers. Uh, we've got you finally read Avengers Twilight, dude. And in this, he is absolutely a senior. He is geriatric in this. I, and you know, I love my old guys. Like I just they're playing checkers in the park, dude. And uh, I loved it. I'm I'm all the way in on this. I I just now I, I know you only premise. read issue I one. I yeah. read issue one and two. So so next time you'll have. Maybe read two and three. Yes, but um, but let me know what you what you think of issue one. Loved it, dude. Steve just trying to be his old self without the serum, like. But then that wild ending where Luke has been, he's still running the defenders of some sort or like some kind, some underground defenders because the yeah. new Avengers. So like basically, the new Avengers are like a young Avengers. A Young Avengers, technically, but not like the Young Avengers, run by James Stark, Tony, and uh, okay. uh, Janet Van Dyne's son. So, like, yeah. if you remember, that's he was the guy, like, super smart, computery, mm-hmm. and um, he's basically running the largest company in the world. Basically, he controls everything. He controls the government. He controls this. But you don't know that. You know, you've got these puppet politicians and puppet other people, but really, it's James Stark. And uh, he's got the, both the Thunderbolts and he's got both the Avengers. And they're kind of just like the these groups um, 
that are doing his bidding and he doesn't allow for you to take video. He doesn't allow you to take pictures and um, he kind of wants all complete control over the world so that he can do whatever he wants. So, yeah, because in this, in the first issue, he goes, he goes after Captain, he goes after Steve Rogers. Right, because he heard, did you see like the flying camera? Yeah. So, he, so he heard, heard him Matt say that he needs, that he need that, that they need to get back to like what they were. Like they can't, they can't live like this anymore. So it was like an immediate thing like, okay, this could be threatening if Captain America tries to fight us. So like, let's just nip this in the bud. Let's just kind of, let's just send a message to him, you know, and they, they kind of go after him. And I think that that was part of it was, uh, you know, at that point, like you said, at the end, he discovers with Luke, he discovers that Luke has been running the underground defenders and uh, they really could use Captain America back. So they give him that super soldier serum and they say, are you ready to be Captain America again? I know. (laughs) So that was super cool, man. I'm all in on it. Just seeing the, the three of them at first. I know I don't want to ruin anything, but. One of the three, something happens to him at the end of issue one. So yeah, uh, I'm wait till you see issue two, um, and the preview for issue three. Issue two is good. You know what's funny in issue one? I remember I, I don't remember who I was talking to, but they looked at it and they're like, "Who's that? Is that is that Matt?" He's just saying Matt. It's Matt Murdock. I'm like, it's Daredevil. I'm like, they're, but they're all still there. Like, well, not all of them, but you got Luke Cage, you got Matt Murdock, you got you know uh, Cap, and you'll you'll see other. Um, Avengers that were part of the original team that they they're now older that he tries to um, find that would help this cause to basically stop the new Avengers which are really more of an evil team to to the world but the world is uh, numb to knowing this and it seemed like the new Sark was does he have his dad like suspended in something where yeah, he can't the end of that, with him? And they still, you know what? I'll even tell you in issue two, they really kind of don't even give you all more of, about that, so it's okay. not going to spoil anything. But like, I, I was, I, I wanted to know, like, how did he end up in this suspended animation? Like, I wonder if they'll do like a whole book that is. I mean, this is Chip Zdarsky, so you know Chip's yeah. going to write a good, a, a whole really good story. And I feel like there's got to be one issue where it's a backstory because they talk about this. That the original Avengers were, were, they stopped, they were banned, or they were, you know, they told them they have to disband because of this H day where like yeah, this hero day. went off and it killed like, or whatever it was, and it killed like a lot of people. Boston so, was leveled. Yeah. So, so that's, I want to know if they're going to go back and do an issue, like a, a double size issue, maybe like issue five, six, whatever, where it's like they go back and they tell you each day and who died and who yeah. was there. And you can kind of be like, oh, man, OK, so that's where this is. And that's how Tony Stark ended up in that hyperbaric chamber or the uh, not hyperbaric. Um, he ended up in that like, I don't know, that, that floating tank kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so just cool. Just really. I love, I, it, I, yeah. I love the Chip Z's take on this. I find that. It's fresh and different, um, and to me, I, it's just a different take on the old men um, Avengers yeah, scene. I love it. So yeah, man, uh, Avengers Twilight was good, but um, I got a book that I've been loving, and I don't know if I love it more because it's had a few issues in. But this is the actual Captain America book by J. Michael Straczynski, and issue six was awesome. I love that he goes back and forth between 
the old and the new with the different art styles now. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to know, like, is this the the 1930s, 40s, or is this the now, the 2020s? Um, it's just so well written, so well done. I like that this villain has been around the whole time. And the fact that you find out that he let him live because he thought he was going to die. And then, spoilers alert, you know, at the end, you find that you just see the the voice of Dr. Erskine coming in and like, I've got a proposition for you, Steve. <laughs> so, I just, I, I, I loved it. I don't know how many issues this is going to be. I mean, I know that they're, they definitely put at the end, like it didn't say the end. It says next Captain America 7. So, I, I, I just wonder if they're going to go to a different story arc. Um, did you, what did you think when Dr. Strange sent... Uh, the Aya Agamotto to his shield. Dude, I love I love that whole bit of Doctor Strange being that little doll little head with him, doll. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Figurine, I'm sorry. Yeah. I love it all, dude. And I love I love just the real issues that he's facing in the in the flash or you know, in the real time, not the the newer stuff, but um with all the Nazis and everything. And- but even the real time one, look at what happened in the real time. Yeah. You know, um, at the end of the issue, when he finds out the main reason why the guy who's been helping him in his building, like, you forget that that's where this all started. Issue one was, like, he bought his old apartment building, mm-hmm. and he was reliving, like, what what he had, you know, he had, he had loved this place, and he had to, he was forced out after his mom passed away. And so he rebought the building, and he wanted to keep the tenants there, and he wanted to never have to have people worry about, like, can they, do they have to worry about where they live? Yeah. You know, he wants to make sure everyone's taken care of that's in that building. And you find out that they're going to be moving to Seattle. Um, you know, he's the, the, the guy that, that has been helping him, you know, after he, after Captain America offered, after Steve offers him the job of being the, the, the building manager, he's like, no, we're going to move with my, my wife's family out to Seattle, but thank you. It's just better for my kids. It'll, it'll be more of the Korean community out there that they were looking for. And you find out that, it wasn't just that. It was that his van, his van, and the wall where he parks was completely swastikaed up. Mm-hmm. And it's just you know, it's as a Jewish person, I deal with this, you know, I guess differently because I see the hate and I just don't understand it. Like you know, I I try not to hate anything. Like I try to, you know, I try to at least appreciate or understand why you like something. If you like something and I don't, I'm not going to tell you. I don't, I disagree with you. I'm just going to say you can enjoy that, but I don't. Like, I don't have to enjoy everything and you don't have to enjoy everything. It's like movies and mo- and comics and everything. Whereas I feel like this story is the repeating effect of back then, almost a hundred years ago, we're fighting the same hate and the same stuff a hundred years later. And I loved in this issue where they talk about that they didn't defeat the Nazis. The Nazis just retreated. They're just hiding. And he said, if they ever show up again, I'll be there to defeat them again. Like, I'll be there to push them back. You, like, like as if it's like, ju- you can't, you know, uh, let hate, like, develop again. You got to just, like, that kind of thing has to just be put to a stop. And- yeah, yeah. It's interesting, right? Because in Twilight, when he's older... He's still dealing with the Nazis, but in a different way, right? Where they're trying to respin the narrative of Red Skull, yep. and uh, it's just crazy. Yeah, and it, but and it's completely, you know, it's funny. It's like that's Chip Zdarsky, this is Straczynski. They're completely different writers, but the fact that 
a hundred years later, after Stanley and uh, you know the the original Marvel creators created comic books like Captain America to fight the Nazis. I mean, the first the first Captain America issue, he's punching Hitler across the mm-hmm. thing. Like, you know, it's because they couldn't go to war. I if I recall in the book Up Up Anoive that uh, I think Mad also read, uh, it talks about how they they were not fit. For to go to war. So the only thing that they knew to do was they could draw and write. And they felt like if they can, you know, show their American spirit against the Nazis by, you know, the, the, by putting it on paper, you know, that was their way of voicing their opinion against it. Yeah. But anyway, this, this story is, is, is just awesome. I love that he gets Dr. Strange that Dr. Strange is like, just wait one more second. He's like, I'm trying my best. And he's like in that stadium. He's in, uh, sorry, Mad- is it Madison Square Garden at that point. I think so. I think it's Madison Square Garden. He's inside and, <clears throat> and you know, he's like trapped with all these people and Dr. Strange sends through time or through space portal, the eye of Agamotto. And it's like locked there. And he's like, now you're blocking my shield. And, but he's, he's just able to use that power to drive, um, As- Asmodi, Asmode, however you pronounce it out of the, this guy, mm-hmm. um, but he, he doesn't really die. He just, cause he's like a being from hell. So he just kind of goes his own way and you kind of still left with you don't know where he is and what's going to happen but um it's interesting the supernatural stuff so and then when you're back into the real world it's like you know captain america is still he's back in his hospital bed coughing up blood oh right yes 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 because at the beginning of uh, you're right because he drove the so right in the 1940s one he drove the the bomb like he was willing to sacrifice himself he they couldn't get inside the the van that had the bomb that was going to blow up and uh so he just he, he they say i can if plate. you break this window i can climb in there and i'll drive this truck out and him and the whole uh mobster unit they drive through the city and such I don't a know, cool scene by the yeah, way they're driving through like the, the the through new york city in like the 40s and like they get to like the hudson river i think and then they just drive it into that and he's like you know um having that you know life moment like where where you're kind of just reliving your moments of your life when you think you're gonna die and remembering you know like the the guy who said after your dad uh died and being you know so sick your mother worried about you um you know here you know you're saving the world and then it's like you know but then he's like but he's like no today's not the day to die not today and he starts swimming out of the van and you're like yeah but then it explodes and he ends up washed up on the shore of a beach and then he's in the hospital and and that uh the the demon that asmodi demon is like looking at him and like i can just kill him now and then it's like but you want to know what i'd rather him suffer it looks like he's gonna only live for like a couple more years and i'd rather let him suffer those years than just end his life pain-free right now it's like, little did he know, Dr. Erskine was around the corner uh-huh. with the super soldier serum. So good, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I thought it was good. I can't wait for issue seven. Um, we really got to get back on track with some of the other books, though, because I really... You know what? I can't wait for um, for you guys to, or for anybody to, to start getting back into X-Men, because I think it's like kind of going to reboot at the the, not reboot completely but a reboot enough towards the end of the year and um i'm hoping 
I'm hoping that we can get some more people on board. Right. And uh, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if we're done with Captain America, but I just wanted to touch base on one other book that I – two other books, actually, but one quick one that I'm really loving, which is God's. It is so good. Um, I didn't really have much to talk about with it today, but I loved the fact that they have Oblivion as the villain in it. And uh, as I had mentioned to you before, uh, Oblivion was one of the like villains that I remember as a kid reading because in the 1984 Iceman miniseries, which was one of like the first like X-Men spinoff miniseries, he was the main villain or he was one of the main villains in that. And um, he's given the power by, I think, oh God, is it the Beyonders? I can't remember, or the Living Tribunal. I don't remember, but he's given the like Oblivion was given the powers, you know, of where uh, to like to be able to destroy everything into Oblivion, and um, you know he's a little boy, and uh, you know the way that Gods is doing it. I love it. I love the way that Gods is doing it. And then I went back and tried to reread the Iceman run to see what they talk about in that, and uh, he's just a cool underused villain, similar to when we were reading um, the Silver Surfer Ghostlight. And the strangers, like I find that the strangers, they, they aren't used a lot. Um, I'm wondering if the MCU is going to bring things like these supernatural beings, like the Beyonders, uh, the stranger, the, um, you know, the, the, the living tribunal they've already had. They had eternity in a movie. I wonder if they're going to take some of these, um, and bring them to the MCU. But, uh, but yeah, gods has been gr- great. Um, you know, anyone who wants to chat about it, just let me know. I, I'd love to know your opinion on it. And if you think that he's a good villain, bad villain, or if you just think he's a misunderstood guy. Um, yeah. And then lastly, what I read was, uh, it's funny is that I think, I don't know if people were picking this book up because of speculation. Uh, but I, I picked up ultimate black Panther. I had read ultimate Spider-Man. I, um, I'm going into this ultimate universe, uh, with, an open mind. I might even pick up, I probably will pick up uh, Ultimate X-Men, even though it's drawn completely by Peach Momoko, who I like as a cover artist, but I don't know. Her interior art to me is more uh, of that anime style. Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. It's It's got that, like, very manga um, style, and, and I don't know if her writing is going to be that more pictures and less words, because the X-Men books... Out of all the books I read, is probably the most wordy book that I read. It's just it's, but it's good. It's good wordy. Um, Kieran Gillen, like the way he writes and the way that all a lot of these X Men books have been tied together, they, they the storytelling is amazing as well as the artwork. I don't know if she's going to have as much writing in it or if it's going to be as uh, Peach Momoki. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Ultimate Black Panther was really good. It, it like restarts because the Ultimate Universe, uh, you know, you didn't have the superheroes like that's why Spider-Man doesn't exist and the maker and all that stuff. If you listened previously, if not, then go look up the Ultimate Universe. Um, the maker basically stopped a whole bunch of superheroes from ever existing so that he could rewrite the, the world the way he wanted to and control the supervillains he wanted to to make the world the way he wants. But now he's trapped inside of this city. And you're seeing what's going on outside of this city while he's stuck in there. And Black Panther and Wakanda is really like an undiscovered country, similar to the way they were in uh, the MCU, like pre-Civil War, where most people didn't know it existed. And all of a sudden, you're you're seeing like this whole tribe, like outside this whole uh, group of people getting murdered. And uh, T'Challa is, you know, trying to figure out a way to not really jump 
uh, jump the gun and try to like go after whoever's trying to kill all these people just outside of Wakanda. And Shuri is the leader of the Dora Milaje. And uh, in this, he's married to uh, Okoye. And Shuri is like, we have to go. We have to attack. You have to be a king. You have to you have to lead by fighting. And he's like, we can't just go out there haphazardly and fight. You know, it's, it's we got to be strategic about this. The world doesn't know we exist. And if the world doesn't know we exist and all of a sudden they see us coming at these people like, where, where have you been this whole time? And he um, it ends up being that that I think it's Killmonger is actually like the guy behind like he's trying to to stop these bad guys. I can't remember. I read it. A, I read it a, like like a week ago. I don't remember exactly, but Killmonger's in it. And then there's this like bomb that goes off while while T'Challa's giving a speech, and and his father looks like he's dead. And there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on in this world. So I'm in it. I'll read. I want to see what it's like. I didn't. I wasn't as uh, into the the original Ultimate Universe. I don't know if you were like back when it, when it originally came out, the whole Ultimate Universe. Like I, I wasn't a big into into that at yeah. that point, so I kind of missed a lot with that, and I kind of know most of what it's about. But since this is basically a brand new, um, a brand new, you know, Ultimate Universe, I'm gonna give it a chance. I'll give each book at least one or two reads, uh, one or two issues, and see which one I want to stay on. I might only keep with one. I might keep with them all. Who knows? Um, I got way too many books. <laughs> I know, dude. So, yeah, man. So, is you read the Spider-Man one? Yeah, didn't we talk about that last time? I think I, I when we talked I with think Ray, might have. The Spider-Man one was so good; it so hits home with. You know, remember, I, I think I talked about this because it's like the, it hits, hits home with like the dad vibe yeah. where Peter Parker never got bit by the radioactive spider. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah. Right. He never got bit by the radioactive spider. And then yes. um, he's living this drudging life and he and he really, you know, needs a change. And Iron Man gave him that ball and he has to make the choice and he opens the ball at the end. And uh, if you haven't read that at this point, I'm going to have to read it because that sounds cool. It was really cool. And then it's like the choice that to make, like, do you let this radioactive spider bite you? Right. And if you do, you'll change your life forever. Or do you continue your life, which might be a And that's where the story ended. That's where issue one ended. And has two come out yet? No. Okay. I think issue two might come out next week. Okay. um, Or this week. But I'm not sure. But uh, it, you know, it, that, that's why it ends. It ends with that. Yeah. It ends with the conundrum that he's like married to Mary Jane. He's got the two kids. He's got a good life. He works at the paper. His uncle's still alive. J. Jonah Jameson doesn't out. hate him. You know, it's like this. It's you, you ever yeah. see the movie The Family Man? Of course. So, like, that's what the, the, the ultimate universe kind of reminds me of. It's like this. This. What if this happened? Taken out of time and context, and like. You know, could could the same things, could you still end up in the same spot? Like in The Family Man, if you remember, like he was working at this higher place, but he still managed to get to the company that he was working for in his other life. And technically, they were going to hire him for that. But he chose the family life over that life because his wife was like, you want to go make millions? Fine, go. You'll never be around. You'll never see your kids. And it's like, what did he really want? And then, you know, when he wakes up, it's kind of like this Spider-Man thing. Like, does he really want? to give up the family life. And I wonder, because I think there's, there are arcs. I don't think that the ultimate Spider-Man is going to be more than like four or five issues. I mean, I could be wrong, but I wonder if at the end it's going to be, did he make the right choice? You know, like, like, is yeah, that going to be yeah. Hickman's? Cause Hickman writes these deep 
books. Well, yeah, I just <laughs> you know. bought it. I just bought it, so I'm I'm done. Okay. So uh, so I I, I kind of think like that's that's Hickman's like quality that he does is similar to the way he wrote um, Secret Wars, right? Uh, Hickman did Secret Wars. Was it? I'm Hickman? not sure. You know, it's funny though. Is I was listening to uh, Chip Zdarsky. He was interviewed over on Sketch or Off Panel, Dave, David Harper's podcast, and okay. uh, Marvel offered Ultimate Spider-Man to Chip Z, and Chip was like, "Nah, man, I, this is this is Hickman's. Like, he needs to write this, and uh, <laughs> it's just funny. Could have been that Chip Z writing it. Well, you know, uh, Chip Z's writing uh, Twilight, so I uh, listen. There are some writers, and I think we can both agree that no matter what they put out, yeah. give it a chance. You got Chip yeah. Z, Jed McKay. You got um, I. I would read whatever Hickman would put out, and guys like Jeff Lemire. Yeah. Like if Jeff Lemire ever got a Marvel property. Uh. Like, I, I would read that. You know what I was thinking would be cool for one of these is going back and the two of us reading his old man Logan run and then chatting Oh, man. It. Yeah, listen, I don't know how long it was. It but, was like uh, four-ish, four volumes, so. Oh, God, forget. Uh, well, I could say, how about I start reading? <laughs> yeah, yeah, So exactly. I could at least get into that. I Because I definitely did not read. Again, when a lot of these books had come out, I was, you know, not... Um, not reading as much as I am today. So mm-hmm. I picked and chose what I read and I, I actually did not read as much X-Men and X-Men um, side projects like Logan, like, uh, you know, those things. So I, I missed he out on He has two lot. volumes of Hawkeye, which we could read too. Who? She did Hawkeye. No, Jeff. Oh, he did? Yeah. I didn't know that. He's got, he did Hawkeye, he did um, Old Man Logan. I think he did now something. Listen, I go back and read that. I, you want to know what's funny is I wonder how much different it would be than what we read of his today. I know, right? It's interesting to compare and contrast how people's writing styles don't change and how some people's like completely change. Like, you know, I feel like I could read any Scotty Young book and it's the same as when he originally started writing. Yeah. Like he writes the same way and it's, it's good. Cause I love that writing, but I've seen some people where they kind of like try to tweak it or change. Like they don't like the, to, to be in the same exact style. They kind of like want to do something different, but anyway, that's just, that's yeah. my thought on that. Anything else uh, you got coming up that you're thinking of that uh, you want to, uh, you want to let people know that you're going to be reading Marvel, not Marvel, no. anything. Uh, well, really quick, he Jeff Lemire also, of course, did the classic Moon Knight run, but then he did the Sentry. He did a, like a short oh, run on he the. He did Sentry. a Sentry run. Yeah. Well, see, I, I wouldn't even have known that. Like, I wouldn't have even I, known I mean, that either. Like, I, I don't. I mean, I don't. Marvel is such a baby. Century is such a like side thing. Yeah. Well, I am very happy that I picked up Marvel Unlimited as well. I have all my pulls at my shop, Androids Amazing Comics here in Sayville, New York. Shout out to them because they are awesome. But I had to pick up Marvel Unlimited because there are some back issues that I probably own. But for me to search through all the books I have, it's just never going to happen. Yeah. Like I'm I, to, to find them to pull all the individual books, so I'm happy to have them. Like just like that Secret Wars book, I have that whole run of that Secret War, Secret Wars Battle World, um, you know, all that stuff. I have all those issues. I just I go try to find them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, they're just uh, it's been good. Um, I uh, I read Cable. Cable's a, a spinoff of X Men. That was really good. I read the Dead X Men book. That um, looking forward to seeing where that goes. Um, what about uh, Vengeance of Moon Knight? Have you been reading? Oh that? yes, I yeah, I I picked up issue. Dude, I, I thought we talked about that. Are they up to issue three yet or two? I think, it looks like I think three two is coming out. Or this two week? came out. No, two came out this week. I just haven't yeah, read it yet. Yeah. Or two, yeah, two just came out. I haven't read it yet. Um, issue one was the one where it started, where like uh, the whole midnight mission goes to. Um, they go to Ben Grimm and they have him do like the Shema and the sitting Shiva for the death of Moon Knight. And the way it ends is that Moon Knight is at the end of the issue. I don't know if you've read it or if you want, but at this point, issue two is out. So if you haven't read issue one yet, um, Moon Knight has come back from the dead, but he's like a more demonic version, like as if it's like a possessed version of, I don't know how they're going to go about it or what they're going to do with it, but that's what it seemed like. Almost like you don't bring back this dead guy, like similar to the way they brought back, um, Dr. Strange. Remember when he was the dead Dr. Strange Mm -hmm. in multiverse of madness? Like, you don't like that, that, that's that guy's messed up. Well, I'll say I am excited now. I haven't even read it yet, but I am excited to to see. <laughs> it was cool. I, that's the reason I, I wasn't going to stick with Moon Knight because I was like, oh, you know, it's Moon Knight. I've read so many issues. But I think it's still Jed McKay. I'm pretty sure it's still Jed McKay writing it. Um, and, and it's just like a whole new story arc of Moon Knight. And, you know, you still have... Um, uh, Hunter's Moon and Tigra and all, all you know the other people that are yeah. you know that were in it previously. I was I was talking about I was I'm mean, looking forward to in two weeks the Ultimate Spider Man. Now I want to know if he gets oh. bit by the spider or not. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. We've got Avengers Twilight Three coming out in two weeks. I have been reading Immortal Thor. I'm not caught up, and I have been enjoying that. And that number Actually, seven. I, I, I am not reading that. So you'll have to the next time we talk, you'll have to go into that, and I'll ask you questions, and we'll figure that out because I have not enough. read Thor, and I, I want to hear if it's worth me jumping on. Yeah, I've been having fun with it. So those are the ones I'm looking forward to, um, Marvel related. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I still got all the X-Men variants I'm looking forward to. Um, I think it's the end of uh, White Widow is the next issue. It's mm-hmm. It ends the, you know, this arc, which I've really enjoyed. I know it's not for everybody, but it's been a lot of fun. I would suggest picking that up when it comes on to, or reading that when it comes on to Marvel Unlimited. If you don't like issue one, then you don't have to continue. Um, Thanos has been good. I've been reading that. It's up to issue number three. Um, that just came out. So I'm excited to to get into that if anyone wants to read that. Um, aside from that, I'm really not sure what other Marvel stuff, uh, you know, that you got is God new. five coming out next week. Yeah. I'm, I, that is, like I said, just one book that I did. I picked up thinking like, yeah, this could be okay. And I am just loving, loving him. Just awesome. That's all I got to say. It's just awesome. Um, there's some non-Marvel stuff just really quick that I'm stoked to get back into is animal pound number two. The, yes. uh, so that I, I like the first issue of that a lot. And I haven't read the Six Fingers, the Rom V thing yet, but Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. That. The eat the um the what what what's not eat the um the one hand. The, the one, one hand, hand and the six yeah. fingers. Did yeah. you know like I mean again we're getting off topic here. Oh, is the more... six fingers is that a side like they're gonna be running parallel? So there's yes, the one hand and one and is the from six... the one is from the perspective of the detective, uh, and one is from the perspective of the of the villain. 
I am in. So, right? How crazy is that? I was talking to uh, James and he was saying like, that's what it is. He's like, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Like yeah. to be able to tell the story from both sides, yes. but using different books. I'm in on that. That's so cool. if you, the one hand came out like two weeks ago and the six fingers or whatever comes out next, next week. week. Yeah. So like, but you have to read them in the order that they are, they come out in. That's rad. Like you got to read one, then one, then two, then two, then yeah. three, then three. Well, that's cool. cool. I'm in on that. Yeah, man. Well, we did good this week. Um, I think uh, I think uh, we can kind of wrap it up here. And uh, if anyone wants to um, follow us, uh, you can follow me at Red Optical Corp on Instagram. I am there. I am posting all kinds of crazy stuff, not just comic book related. I post music. I post cards. I building a guitar right now which my friend rachel is actually going to paint it's going to be ridiculously amazing when it comes out i cannot wait to share that with people um but if you ever want to talk comics or you got any good recommendations books shops variants um come reach out and uh i'm there and uh kyle you can follow him at the comic book lair and uh, i would also suggest going following that comic book dad and following ray because he's pretty awesome too and uh i wish he was on this with us as well more often but i know that it's time pressing for him and he's got a busy life down there in phoenix he's in legoland right now get oh, come out on. of here a bu- busy life he's out <laughs> partying legoland right now. all right ray i, I give you a pass on all right man well till next time all right keep reading comics <laughs> cowabunga nerds <laughs> <laughs>